1: Listen in as I talk to my friends and colleagues about our industry, so we can all stay sharp. Hi, everybody. How you doing? Thanks for coming back to another episode of the podcast. I have quite a bit of content that I recorded for you between uh, the BMXnet conference in Germany and the UK APP conference in the UK. So I should be able to put out weekly episodes through the end of 2021. Not sure of the order, uh, kind of based on which ones are easiest to edit. Those ones will probably end up online sooner. But I'll probably bounce back and forth between the Germany episodes and the UK episodes, and then you know, maybe put in some uh, some new stuff in between with, uh, with Lola. But we'll see how it goes. Um, so that's podcast content. For video content on Patreon, I've got a brand new one for you. I've got a, a video of me performing... horizontal eyebrow surface piercing and performing it with a chamfer and blade needle method. So, pretty rare piercing, pretty rare technique. Um, I did uh, about a ten or eleven minute video. I've got it um, fully narrated with like, you know, an instructor overlay, uh, fully subtitled for accessibility and I'm really proud of it. You know, I've done a lot of work for learning how to get better quality video and audio and lighting and a lot of work on editing and adding subtitles all that stuff so uh, go ahead and check that out at uh, patreon.com slash ryanpba on the $15 a month tier and I've got a lot of other plans for content coming down the pipeline Uh, I aim to have a a skin preparation video done by the end of this month and we'll just kind of go from there I got a lot of other ideas and if you have any ideas if you're a supporter of mine on patreon go ahead and drop me a message or shoot me an email at ryanpba at gmail.com let me know what you're looking for and I'll try to make something for you so for this week's interview, uh, it just kind of came out of nowhere. I was flying home from my, uh, my teaching trip. I stopped over in Iceland, and then I just turned around, and it was like, there's John Balk. Uh, John Balk is a, an APP member, a friend of mine. He's been on the podcast before, does a lot of project work, um, videography and photography projects for the APP. A lot of that stuff is probably on pause now just because of you know the madness of the last year and a half. But we just kind of catch up. We talk about why we're both in Iceland and, you know, what he was doing there and uh, just kind of catch up. You know, we we haven't really touched base much in the last year and a half. I've admittedly been a bad friend to a lot of people. I've just been extra introverted lately. And we talk about that, that whole, like, COVID antisocial blues kind of a thing. Uh, and then, you know, we eventually come around to talking about work. Uh, we talk a bit, a, a bit about... um creating a strong client base through word of mouth. John's shop is in Wyoming, and my shop's in New Hampshire, so sparsely populated. And our opinion is rather than like paying for ads and advertising, uh, word of mouth is probably one of the best things you can do, make your current clients happy so that they send new clients to you. So we talk a good amount about that. Um, John also mentioned that uh, he's on his way to Camp APP when this episode publishes. Um, Today will be the the first day of 2021 Camp APP. Uh, I'm sending Evan and Rob from my studio to go and have a fun and relaxing week because they work really hard. So I'll be staying home. I'll be covering the shop for them for the week so that they can go off and have some some fun and and relax a little bit. But uh, it's a good conversation. You know, we talk about what success and happiness really means to us especially in this last like year and a half uh, and it was a good talk. it was a good talk so uh, let's go ahead and get into this interview with john and i've got some app news uh, after that so stick around to the end i'll talk about some new uh, online app educational content coming uh, this fall and we'll be talking about the new app election cycle coming up but let's go ahead and talk with john bulk in iceland so i landed in uh Keflavik Airport in Reykjavik, Iceland, and I stumbled across...
0: Go ahead and say hi. Hello. It's me, John Balk. Um, So, explain why
1: you're here, and then I'll explain why why I'm here.
0: Well, I was here because I needed a vacation. I have not had time off to myself in quite a long time. Mm -hmm. Last year, I had planned a little photo journey to Iceland and then covid completely smashed that. So here I am a year and a half later finally getting around to it.
1: So is that what you were mostly doing here? Like yeah. photography, videography
0: yeah. stuff? Just just photo stuff. I tried to take some video but it's just raining and snowing so much that it's weird for a country called Iceland. I know. It wasn't uh it wasn't supposed to happen so soon, but it did. Did you end
1: up seeing any of the active volcano stuff going on?
0: And that wasn't even active the whole time I was here. Oh. Yep, so. I did go, I I took a walk up there, and you can kind of walk across, like, some hardened lava fields, which is pretty cool. Um, It's still steaming. You can still kind of feel the warmth, Mm -hmm. like, in your shoes, but it's not, like like red lava flowing or not like like melt your shoe no yeah Mm -mm. it's just warm it's just a nice warm sensation and I think I needed that in my life um I
1: forget when a couple years ago I did like a little week long drive around tour saw some stuff got a little airbnb up north and everything saw some like northern lights kind of stuff
0: it's nice it's a beautiful country. Yeah. It really is. I was going to ask you if you ever ended up doing that. I know you come through this airport, like, consistently. Yeah, a so. handful of times.
1: I think that the first time I came over here, they were... Like, right now, it seems like they're going for more efficiency with their, their stopovers, where it's like you get about two hours, enough time to, like, pee and get some food, and then you get on your next plane, but... um for years, they would do like these, like six-hour or eight-hour stopovers, because they would want you to just basically walk out the front door, get on a bus, and like go to one of the, like the lagoon spas, like the geothermal things. I did that. Did you go to Blue Lagoon by I chance? I did. Yeah. Did you love it?
0: It was nice. It was it was relaxing. Um, did you smear me, yourself in the, the mud? I did. I smeared all the, the algae on my face. Mm-hmm. But I heard from so many people that it's just overrated and it's just like a huge just tourist spot. Yeah, but still, you know. It it, it definitely is, but it's it's still worth it for what it is. Mm -hmm. It's a good place to relax. It wasn't like incredibly expensive by any means, but it was. it, It was a nice place to relax. They treated you well. You left refreshed and that's what i needed so that's what i did it you know i think the rip off part is like when you
1: leave and you have to like walk through the gift shop basically and they have the <laughs> that is, well the, you have
0: to do that at pretty much every everywhere right
1: they have like the little tiny containers of the same mud and it's so expensive and all it makes me think is like i should just bring a bunch of plastic bags with me next time and just like fill them with that mud and bring oh, it home yeah yeah smuggle mud
0: <laughs> mud smuggling <laughs> So oh, yeah, that's um what were you do what are what were you doing here?
1: Well, I'm coming home from UK APP. Yeah, uh, I said goodbye to Lola this morning, which is always tough to do. Um, mm. but she's got to get back to work. I've got to get back to work cuz this this has been just over a 2 week trip for me, which isn't like the longest trip, but there's a lot I'm going to have to catch up on. How long have you been away from home? 10 days. No. Oh. And then before this, you were covering Oleander for Kale while she was in oh, Germany. Oh, yeah,
0: so I've been... I totally forgot about that. <laughs> so I've been gone for... that was about a week. So, yeah, about 17 days. Wow. It's nice, though. I'm, I'm enjoying, uh, i am enjoying... and then I'm going to camp. Mm-hmm. And then immediately after camp, I'm going and covering, um, at True expression again. Cool. So I get like ten days, ten days of uh, free time back home, and then back to travel again. And I think you're in the same boat. You're going to camp, right?
1: No, I'm not going to camp. I'm um, so I have a very patient and very um, considerate staff who covers me when I do all these adventures and like. Evan, have, have you ever met Evan? Uh-huh. You, okay, so you'll you'll meet Evan and and Rob at, at camp. Um, I'm gonna basically cover the shop while they go and have fun because they really deserve it. So um, they're going to camp. I'm staying at the shop, and it's like a, it's a bummer because I want to see everybody, but they've they've covered me on you know trips to see Lola and days off for mental health and all that stuff. So it's like they they
0: need the they need some fun. Yeah, that's that's fair. And Sabrina is going to be going to um, Integrity, I guess. Mm-hmm. She's going to go do her first guest spot. So, nice. I'm pretty excited for her. Cool. Same time that I'm in camp.
1: I realized that we haven't really chatted much in the
0: last year and a half. We haven't. I've I commented really at all. Occasionally here and there on some of your stories, mm. but other than that, no. I mean. <laughs> I I mean i went super introverted once COVID hit oh I did the same thing yeah I
1: think I got maybe like you know you get through that first couple of weeks where everybody's in the same boat like everybody's out of work and then you start to get into that next chapter of like some people are working some people aren't and then all the divisiveness of like what you're doing at work and I just uh, I I got I got burnt out on social contact and everything and I realized that I haven't been a great friend you know over the last year and a half but it's like how many times can you have the same conversation where it's like,
0: so how are things going? And how are the numbers
1: there? and Masks and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, you know, love all my friends, but I, I have I have gone feral.
0: All they want to do is talk about new contingencies that are...
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not bad because everybody like needs them. to vent, but yeah, just as antisocial as you probably feel, I'm, I'm right there with you, I think.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I distance myself a lot when COVID hit. I'm hoping camp brings all that back.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, BMX and UKAPP were really energizing. Seeing those communities like thriving and super excited and all that stuff was was great for me. So,
0: I think that's what I need. I need that re re excitement. Yeah. In my life,
1: aside from work, what's made you happy in the last year? What have you been doing to like, you know, just have John feel good?
0: Well, I've been trying to do a lot more hiking. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to get out and take more landscape type photos, mm-hmm. which is what I really enjoy doing with photography. Um, and I think that helped me. That helped me a lot in COVID too, especially yeah. during like the quarantine and stuff, because I could go out and hike in the middle of nowhere and not have people around, not be interfering with anyone else's life or any situations that they might be Mhm.
1: You know? Wyoming's probably got to be good for just like getting out into nowhere
0: it is yeah. it is I think it's like s- six people six people per square mile yeah it's pretty it's good Desolate. desolate yeah. <laughs> so how do you how do you
1: not to bring it back to work but I mean like
0: how do you create
1: a client base and a a community of people into to
0: piercing in an area like that word of mouth yeah Big time word of mouth. Mm -hmm. There's a there are um, I mean, every every place has their um, I don't even know how to how to say this without sounding bad, but everybody kind of has their like levels of, Mm -hmm. of clientele. Every place, like town, city, where you have the people that are looking for a nice elegant experience and a clean studio with great jewelry Mm -hmm. and wonderful you know clean staff and it's not a place full of uh loud music and you know yelling and and then you have the people that don't mind going the opposite route and we wanted to give um our town that higher end experience, that kind of boutique type experience. Um, so that's what we did with the new build out, and um, people people see it. I mean, they see the difference, and I think that's that's what's helping us grow right now. Is word of mouth, you know, and word of mouth is huge in small towns. We take that as opposed to somewhere in like New York City, you know. Word of mouth is—I not don't think—is going to travel as far. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear small town dra- drama. You know, one person does something, the whole town hears about it. It's exactly the same with when you have a, a, a great location providing wonderful service. You have that same word of mouth, that same spread. You know, so that's been helping us. Mm-hmm. You know, get get our business out there. And that's really—I mean, there's. There, there's a point in advertising, but there's really not when you're broadcasting to 35,000 people. You know, I give up time, on advertising. Yeah, everybody else does it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook has been like people posting in our like Facebook community pages where you know, where's the best place to get a piercing? You know, and we get a lot of we get a lot of replies on that, and that's been helping too. So. That's kind of how we manage in a small town I'm mm-hmm. sure other people have different versions of what they do, but
1: I think it's a common thread with the, the shop owners that I know who are successful is it's just like you just try to give a good experience to people you, you, you offer quality stuff you offer it safe you do it with a smile on your face and like people are going to respond to that it, yeah. It's not super complicated you know everybody can kind of apply their own version of what that means and you know their own shop.
0: Vibe. I think really the biggest thing is just getting the people in the door, and once they're in the door, it's it sells itself. Mm. You know, it's just a it's a good friendly environment. You know, looks it looks great inside and looks nice and clean. And I mean, what other reason would you have to not get pierced at this studio? So, yep.
1: So, uh, did you have to encounter any strange, strange foods on this trip, or was it all pretty easy for you?
0: No, it was all pretty easy. Um, the weirdest thing, (coughs) excuse me, the weirdest thing was going to the grocery stores. Yeah. Because I cooked pretty much my own food, um... I, I basically camped all the way through Iceland, so I had a camper van that had a little refrigerator in it, I had a little cook stove, and um, I went to the grocery store, I like bought groceries, and cooked. I think the biggest thing was, I don't know what I was buying most of the time. Okay.
1: Um, I would see... Lots like, of K's and G's and umlauts.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Um... <clears throat> Especially when it came to, like, buying meat, Mm -hmm. because horse is a popular dish here as well. So, I wasn't sure if I was buying ground beef, or ground horse, or reindeer, or... Yeah, or reindeer, so, um... And then I didn't have Mm Wi-Fi in the grocery store, so I couldn't, like, Google Translate anything. So I just went with it. But otherwise, no, um... I didn't eat anything strange, I didn't have any fermented shark, um, I had a couple great dinners uh, at a couple different restaurants, mm-hmm. one in uh, Olafsvik, which is up in the Snæfellsnes peninsula. Totally, totally know what you mean. <laughs> um, it, was, it was wonderful fish and chips. Mm-hmm. I, I've always wanted to have really good fresh fish and chips, and that that did it. Yeah, I mean,
1: fishing community is probably the the right way to go if you want really good fish and chips.
0: Yeah, I would imagine the majority of Iceland is fishing community. Did you see any northern lights? I did not. Really? It was mostly overcast. Okay. Um, the two nights that there weren't many clouds, I uh, popped up and looked, but what happened? I don't think the, uh, the KP index was high enough to okay. see them. So I'm a little bummed on that, but I don't care.
1: I lucked out when it came to that, I forget what the name of it was, but there was another geothermal lagoon somewhere up north, and uh, I remember just, I went there one night, it was like late at night, dark, but it was still open, I was just floating in a geothermal pool, like looking at the northern lights, and I was like, yeah, this isn't a bad life for a body piercer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you should feel grateful for that. I've been I seeing do. a lot of people that, uh, that struggle to, to, to get out and vacation.
1: Mm. Um, a lot of people fall into the trap, especially in the last year and a half, of like, I need to grind, I need to grind. But something that my dad always tries to drive home to me is like, why, why do you work so hard if like you don't enjoy the the things that that affords you you know like time off is just as important as growing a business or being successful in business like having the freedom to just live a life at the same time is like the really key part of success i think you know if you can just like if you have to be there all day every day like if you're making good money but you have to do it every day i wouldn't consider that to be success you know i think Mm -hmm. success is like being able to have some freedom
0: I don't think a bank account shows success.
1: Yeah. Especially, like, the richest body piercer is still gonna be like nothing compared to, like, some other rich asshole kind oh, of yes, thing, you know? Absolutely. Like, I'm never gonna buy a Lamborghini. I'm um, <laughs> never gonna own a mansion. I'm never gonna fly first class. Okay, maybe not never, but, you know, I fly cheap. I fly steerage. Um, but, uh,
0: yeah. If you could guarantee the cargo hold pressurized. Yeah. I'll take a ticket for that. No, I'm the same one. Like I, I would much rather. And I, I say while I'm young, being you know almost forty, mm-hmm. um, I need to do uh, this stuff now because I don't want know, to be carted around with a bus, you know, with my khakis and New Balances. Yeah. I mean, it'd be nice. I'd probably still do it, but I want to be able to like, go out, adventure, and see things, experience culture. You know, firsthand, rather than you know, from passenger seat of a tour bus, mm. and, or just going to all the places that that country wants you to go to. Yeah. You know. So, I feel the same way. Yeah, I think people need to. Uh, if you want to, if you want to do something, do it. Save up specifically for that and just go do it.
1: Yeah. Um. I'm going to get a feeling that you had, like, your your dream list. You know, you seem like you're a a project planner and, you know, somebody who can lay out medium or long-term goals. And I had some and involving, like, several different countries that I realized that, realistically, there's there's zero chance of me getting there for, like, several years now. Like, before all this stuff popped off, I was planning, like, a tour through Australia, and, like, all this stuff, and I wanted to go to China, and now it's just, like, crossing things off of a list or pushing them much farther down.
0: Yeah, China was huge on my list also. I get freaked out,
1: though, when I when I read articles about, like, people being arrested for espionage just because they have, like, the wrong stuff on a computer or something, you know? Like, I know that that's an irrational fear. I don't feel like I'm going to end up in jail, but I get nervous now, um, thinking about going to countries where... I don't have the same kind of legal protections that I'm used to currently, you know? I know that that's silly to think that way because, like, they want my tourist money just like anybody else does. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think my list has dwindled down quite a bit, too. I just... I don't know. I don't really see... I don't see myself going anywhere for another year anyway. Yeah. Just because... I mean, you probably had to go through... Did you have to go through any loops to get into, like, Germany? Um... I remember Kale was really worried about going.
1: I think Kale was more nervous because she hasn't done a couple of trips. You know, like, I've seen Lola a handful of times, um, so... It's not that you really have to jump through hoops. The challenging part is that every time you go somewhere, the rules are completely different. It can just be even, like, one month to another, everything has changed. So you have to get comfortable with, like, researching and updating and, you know, I gotta do this form and this test and maybe I gotta quarantine, self-isolate, test while I'm there, doing all this other crap. So I'm comfortable with it now. everything that I did was legal, you know, I didn't do anything sneaky, I did everything by government standards, but, like, some of it to do it, you know, like, there were points where to be able to see Lola meant I had to take a month off of work, so, you know, it sucked because I had to self-isolate while I was there for X amount of time, and then I had to straight-up quarantine when I got home before I could go back to work and all that stuff, so, it sucks, but, uh, you know, what else was I going to do? Like, how how long can you, like, sit on your couch watching Netflix in your pajamas, like, pining for your partner that you can't see? And it's like, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's easy, but I wouldn't say it's the most
0: difficult thing I've ever done.
1: Going to, like, Brazil or Russia was probably more difficult because I had to do visas and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. But, um, not that I did that during COVID, but, you know. hmm <laughs> Uh, Yeah
0: while the the whole travel industry is is so wacky right now.
1: Yeah. There were a couple of times where I tried to go and see Lola, booked flights, and then, like, you know, two weeks before the trip, the company would just be like, yeah, we're just canceling all of our flights through those cities, and it's like, oh, okay, great. Man,
0: yeah, yep. And then you had to, like, even to come here, you had to fill out... You had to register with Iceland.
1: Yeah. um, Even to transfer. This was the... I, I had connected through Keflavik at one point during 2020. I forget exactly when. And there really wasn't anything specific I had to do. I just wasn't allowed to leave the airport for any reason. Like, if you were just transferring through, they didn't seem to care. But now it's like, even if you want to connect for an hour, you have to fill out X, Y, and Z forms and tests, and now I have to carry my vaccine card with me everywhere, like, uh, especially for Europe, like, you can't, you can't get on planes, you can't do a whole bunch of stuff without being like, here's my vaccine card, um, so, it's tough for Lola because she hasn't been able to come and visit me at all, like, it's been completely, um, closed for her, but they're reopening, uh, UK and European travel to the US starting in November, but you also have to she's been vaccinated but she doesn't have a card because like the NHS system is like ridiculous and like she just doesn't have a physical thing that has her, oh, okay. her record so she's gonna have to like figure out a way to get that before she can come over and who knows what other restrictions there'll be but it's like it's dizzying so I, I totally got how Kale was intimidated by it because like everything changes week to week um,
0: it is what it is yeah, who knows, what's, who knows what's coming next. Yeah. I feel it's, uh, I mean, what did they say? Recovery off of global pandemics usually take about three to five years to return to complete normalcy. Cool. <laughs> but, I mean, look at where we are a year and a half later. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like next year this time it's going to be even better than it is right now. So, I mean, I'm hopeful.
1: I'm hopeful but I also want to be realistic, and I I don't want to necessarily say that it'll be so much easier. I think that there will be fewer countries that are absolutely shut, but I think it's still going to be, got to get a test, got to show your vaccine card, got to wear a mask, got to do this, got to do that, um, which I'm fine with. It's not fun, but at least I can move around a little bit. But I, I'm not hopeful um, when I just look at, like... The numbers shooting back up. You know, if I look at the numbers from last year, arguably, the numbers are worse this year. And that's with vaccines and whatever else. So, I don't want to be doom and gloom about it. But I'm not letting myself get excited about anything yet.
0: I'll let myself get excited. I like to get excited about things and then be just absolutely demoralized. (laughs) (laughs) That's how Um, I look I enjoy disappointment. I do. Bring it on. Eh. So what's new? What's new with you? What have you been? What have you been doing? You been, have they been having wrestling or anything going on? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Wrestling, wrestling came okay. back like pretty early, arguably too early. Um, so I've been to like some local shows. The one that the one that you came to, like mm-hmm. they've been back up and running for like six months or more. Oh, nice. Um, starting next week, actually, they're going back to doing. Know, weekly shows, so I'll be doing that for the foreseeable future. Um, you know, at work, we haven't really changed our standards too much. We all still wear masks, all the clients still wear masks, we still have a locked door. So aside from that, I think the only thing that, like, I, I do that feels, like, normal-ish compared to before this stuff is going to wrestling shows. It's really actually important for me to get out and, like, try to be social on some level. That's about all I do, though.
0: So you got to win in that
1: department, at least. Totally. Yeah. That's good. Is there anything like... Any sort of semblance of normalcy Mm -hmm. for you back home? Other than, like, you know, the solitude and wilderness
0: type stuff. (laughs) You know, Wyoming never really... uh, Wyoming never really changed during Mm -hmm. the pandemic. There was, like, a month where everybody was really mad about being inconvenienced and then it was nothing. Like, they never, they had a mask ordinance implemented for like a month, maybe two months. They tried to bring it back and people protested. And then, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, I mean, to me, like I took it seriously. Um, Our studio has always worn masks during procedures But now we do wear masks all the time. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's really the only thing that's changed. Other than that, I mean, normalcy for me has been pretty, pretty ongoing for quite a while. Mm -hmm. I just, uh, I've just been still doing my best to avoid people per normal. Yeah. I've just been avoiding people even more. I don't think that'll ever change.
1: Oh, um, when I was at UK, I was in one of Paul King's talks, mm-hmm. and he showed that, uh, the commercial you made, the Mr. Sebastian commercial, you made oh, yeah. the little promo video,
0: that was really slick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Nice. we, uh, we, we had a really slick one, um, heading your way, for you. Right, <laughs> I remember that, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm pretty sure all of those dates got cancelled. Basically. Um, so I definitely do owe you a video. Uh, when you are ready, let me know. All right, we'll, we'll make something up.
1: Yeah, for you know, for the people listening, there was a point, pretty, pretty close to before COVID happening, where um, John came out to was it Chicago? Yes. Yeah, John came out to Chicago, recorded some content when I was doing a seminar with the. The idea of doing some like promotional videos because like I had I had all kinds of plans for 2020, and then like everything uh, fell apart and it was just like yeah we don't necessarily need to push too hard to make promotional videos for in-person seminars because the world is on fire.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know how to uh, how to approach you on that because I was like I was like I doubt he still wants this, and then. I think we both went into our little introverted caves. Yeah. And uh, next thing you know, I run into you in an airport in Iceland. Yeah. And what are like, the odds? Hey. <laughs> hey, about that video. Yeah. These make me laugh. I've had like four thousand cups of coffee this week.
1: Yeah.
0: Which equivalent to like six large cups of coffee mm-hmm. back home. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, I I like the little machines where you can, like, push and select whatever you want, and whenever I push one, it always feels like it's, like, drip, 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 done, and, like, in the U.S., coffee is, like, what size bucket do you want us to fill up with coffee for you?
0: (laughs) Yup. Well, we start at 32 ounces and go up to 5 gallons.
1: Yeah. I also love the amount of dogs that I see when I'm on European trips. Did you see a a lot of... Yeah, I did. Wildlife was it like a lot of sheep and stuff, or do you see like did you get to pet a dog while you were here?
0: No, but I uh, met a couple cats okay. in uh, Reykjavik. Yeah, so um, that made me really happy. There's like a whole thing about like cats in Reykjavik. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it, there's even an Instagram account called Cats of Reykjavik. Okay, and uh, you go downtown like by the church and stuff, and you'll run into, you know, a handful of cats. And they're just wild running around. But they have collars on. Like, people take care of them and stuff. Um, so I met a couple cats. Uh, met some sheep. Met some horses. The Icelandic horses have dope hair. Yeah. Like,
1: like very shaggy, soft, but, like, yeah. tiny little horses.
0: Yeah. And it's weird, like, it, and they're, like... It's, like, faded colors and stuff. Like, they almost have, like, highlights. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just very reminiscent of, like, early 2000s, like, emo hair. Yeah. And then, like, the wind's blowing, and it's just so majestic. Mm -hmm. It's just beautiful beautiful emo hair flowing in the wind with beautiful blonde highlights. I love them.
1: Uh, You ever got to meet a highland cow? Well, you you haven't been to Scotland yet, right?
0: No, but I have met a highland cow. Okay. Um... There's a couple ranches in Wyoming that have, like, one or two of them, Mm -hmm. and I've come across a couple, so I haven't seen, like, a bunch of them, and I haven't been able to get, like, really up close to one, Yeah, but I've seen them, I've seen them, but, yeah, Scotland's, those, those Highland cows are so cool. Yeah. So cool. But, yeah, that's all the wildlife I've seen was just thousands and thousands of sheep, and... A lot of horses too. There's actually no... Uh, there are no predatory animals on the island other than the Arctic fogs. Really? Yeah. Huh. There isn't even mosquitoes here. Good. Yeah. There's just trolls. Just trolls. Yeah. Trolls and elves.
1: Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. There's like a bunch of Icelandic people that like straight up believe in
0: elves. Yeah, I think they said it's like 50% of the yeah population. Yeah. Will neither confirm nor deny the existence of elves. <laughs> I mean, I'm open to it. I'm into it. I've seen some elf houses. Yeah. Yeah. People like set them up outside their house, like little, these little houses. It's adorable. Yeah, it is pretty cute. Yeah, it's just an all around interesting such an interesting country, interesting country, interesting landscape, like, the geography and the, like, geology of this place is just fascinating. Yeah. It's only, like, 33 million years old? Only. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, like, one of the newest land structures, though.
1: I think it's also, like, one of the fastest growing because of the constant volcanic activity. Yeah.
0: I can see that, well, you go to the southern coast and it's all all vo- like volcanic rock, like lava rock, mm. and so you can s- just tell that like the coastline was built off of volcanic activity. It's just cool. It's neat.
1: Can you see a gate for our flight from your angle?
0: No, the sun's glaring. I think it's so crazy. It's like we're on the same flight too. I'm going to throw straw wrappers at you. (laughs) So I'm going to try to sleep. Yeah, I should
1: sleep. Um, Last night, Lola and I went to a midnight show of the new James Bond movie. But we didn't get back to her flat until 3.30 in the morning. And then I had to wake up at like, you know, 9 or something to get ready to go to the airport. Uh, Yeah. But it's a great movie.
0: That's good. Who's James Bond now?
1: Daniel Craig still. This is... uh, you know, I, I think the last Daniel Craig, James Bond movie.
0: He's a good James Bond. Yeah. I liked Pierce Bronson.
1: Yeah, he was my, like, he was my James Bond growing up.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it was just the Golden Eye, like, that and then the Nintendo 64 game. Yeah. Many, many, many times sitting with friends playing that. You've made Pierce Bronson, what are my favorite James Bonds?
1: I'm gonna stop recording, I think. Okay. We can still, you know, chill and whatnot. Uh, what are your uh, you know social medias and all that?
0: Um at Obsidian John or O B S D N dot J O H N on Instagram. Um, And then if you want to check out my photography, you can look at John Photo on Instagram. And then on Facebook, our studio is Obsidian Tattoo and Body Piercing. Cool. Thanks. Well... Thanks for meeting me at the airport, Ryan. Yeah. I'm glad we had this thoroughly planned out. Yeah. Yeah, it worked out great. I just come up the stairs and it's like, what the heck? (laughs) Yeah. I've been waiting for you. (laughs) Hello. Goodbye.
1: Well, thanks for talking to me, John. Uh, It was very unexpected, but very cool to run into you in an airport and hang out with you a little bit while we're waiting for our flight. So, uh, news, educational news that doesn't involve my Patreon page. Um, The Coalition for Tattoo and Piercing Safety event in Las Vegas scheduled for the end of uh, October has been postponed into 2022. Uh, due to just, you know, general COVID madness. So I won't be uh, I won't be doing that. It's kind of a bummer. I was going to do um, my blood and how we work with it class, and I was also going to do an updated version of my um, progressive considerations for nipple piercing class. And it's going to be um, sponsored by Leroy, and it, it was going to be a pretty fun time, you know, check in with some people. I haven't been to Vegas in a couple of years at this point, so I was kind of looking forward to it, but, you know, COVID. Um, APP news. The 2021 Core Essentials uh, online curriculum will either be uh, published by the time you listen to this episode or it's coming very soon. So you can go ahead and check that out. Uh, last year's uh, online education was great. This year, I'm sure, will, will be also great. Uh, I was fortunate enough to uh, teach a class with uh, a piercer from New York named Paul Fox. We did a video version of the safe practices in the the piercing room class. Uh, That's a workshop that I've been teaching at the APP conference for close to 10 years now. So it was interesting. It was fun. It was challenging to turn it into an online webinar uh, version. But I liked it. So hopefully you like it too. And uh, one more bit of APP news is an election cycle is coming up. So three board members will be finishing up their first term. Uh, and you can either uh, vote for them to, to stay on for a second term, which is what I will most likely be doing. I'm very happy with the, the work that the board has done in the last you know, three years, but last year and a half especially. So uh, I would like to give them a little bit more time to continue on any sort of projects they have in the works. Um, but if you think that someone else uh, would be more ideally suited to the board now is your chance to nominate someone any member can nominate any other member and that includes yourself so if you would like a chance to run for the board you can nominate yourself if no one else is going to nominate you Um, just to kind of save a little bit of time please don't nominate me this year Um, i would you know, obviously, like, I appreciate the support, but uh, going back to board member life is not something I'm, I'm interested in right now. don't really have the, the time, the energy, the mental capacity, the patience for it, so um, I think that's better left to uh, better people. The uh, formerly known as LD scholarship for the APP conference uh, has been changed to the Legacy Scholarship. Um, Aldi Sowers um, was uh, in, an important volunteer in the, the earlier days of the APP. Uh, over the last couple of years, you know, uh, there, there have been lots of people who have been very vital to uh, the, the mission of the APP, to the success of the APP. And it's difficult to kind of name a whole group of scholars after one person so uh, the, the general scholarship process has been changed to being called uh, legacy scholarships um, the APP will be providing I, uh, I believe eight uh, fully funded scholars but uh, you can always uh, donate more so if you want to uh, contribute and pay for another scholar to go you can uh, contact the, the APP you can um, give them the, uh, the the money for the scholar and then you can name those individual scholarships so if you have someone in your life um, that you would like to see remembered uh, someone who might have passed away someone who is crucial to uh, your development your mentorship and you would like to, to name a scholarship after them you can totally do that um, but the the general uh, scholarship process now will be referred to as legacy scholars so those applications are open now so, if you're interested in becoming a scholar to the APP conference, go to the website. Go to safepiercing.org. Follow the links to conference information, scholarship information. Check it out, uh, and then put in a good application. I'm part of the uh, the application review process most years, and you can tell when someone's like taken the time to put in a good application versus when someone kind of did it last minute. So. So you got all that APP news there. So one last time, go ahead and check out that new content at patreon.com slash ryanpba. That joins a whole library of other content. So if you're not familiar with what the the concept of chamfer and blade needle style uh, surface piercing is, you can also check out the needle video. I talk fully about what a blade needle is, what a chamfer needle is, what a cannula needle is, and tons of other content on there about... Skin preparation, draping, all kinds of subjects. Patreon.com slash RyanPBA. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back uh, next week with an interview with somebody. For more information about the show, visit piercingwizardpodcast.com or like piercingwizardpodcast Podcast on Facebook. For more info about your host, visit precisionbodyarts.com or search RyanPBA on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcast, and Google Play. Music by Benny B. Blanco, show copyright 2017, Precision Body Arts, LLC, all rights reserved.